It's good to be here tonight. Everybody knows this time of year adds stress and everything to our lives and the dysfunctional part of our families comes out. And we stress over that, <clears throat> but what we really need to do is we need to concentrate on what Christmas really means. And we need to pray that our young people will know because there's so many young kids that have no idea what Christmas really means. And it seems like we're finding more and more of those every day. Pray that our families can come together and not worry who's sitting next to who and doesn't get along. But, um, why don't we stand and we'll... Does anyone have unspoken prayers? How about spoken prayers? Any spoken requests? Remember that request. Remember Bobby Thompson, he's still residing in the hospital. Oh. Let's pray that he can come home before Christmas. Anyone else? Actually, when you stand up here, there's a lot more people here than what you'd think. Yeah. You want to lead us in prayer, Billy Ray? If anyone would have a, a song or a testimony, it always happens to me. Nobody comes running up. Anyone have a song? How about a testimony? Thank you. Thank the Lord for being here. 
and uh, thank the Lord for the choir singing, and I really appreciate Brother Vince. I thank the Lord for him and Tina. I appreciate uh, Vince opening up service. It just, uh, uh, I just was being blessed, even as he walked up here and as he began to speak, my mind went back uh, to when he started coming to church, how God spoke to him and dealt with him, and how Tina was a help to him, and uh, other folks then helped him, and God altogether helped him, saved his soul. And so what a, what a great blessing that is, and what a great, uh, a great uh, memory that is. So I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here tonight, and uh, glad for everybody to hear. And uh, let me ask again, does anyone have a, a song or testimony? If you got something on your heart, just uh, follow the Lord. It's just, Satan tries to make us feel like that's real complicated, but following the Lord, it's actually kind of simple. You just, in your heart, say, Lord, help me. I want to follow you, Lord. And uh, I've done that before. I've said that in many. I said, Lord, help me. And if you want me to do something, help me. And then God put something on my heart, and I said, oh, not that. You know, I, I remember as a teenager, I was in church, and I said, God, I, you know, if you want me to do something, let me do something. God gave me a testimony, and I said, oh, I, I don't think I can do that. But God stirred my heart, and he said, yes, you can. And so then when I stood up and testified, my heart was pounding, and my palms were sweating, and I was nervous. And, but when I did, I felt such a sense of joy. And it made the next time a little easier. I think every time you follow the Lord, the next time it gets easier. Of course, the flesh is always a little nervous to obey the Lord. It just doesn't, it doesn't fit with the flesh. But the one that's within us is greater than once in the world. He's been used greater than once in the world. So if we follow God, and here, get this, this is real important. Everything that God wants you to do, you can do it. Because God's wise enough to know what you can do and what you can't. And now, what God wants us to do that we can do, that means with his help. That's the way we get things done. So it's good to be here. So let me ask again, anybody have a song or a testimony? What's really quiet? All right, nobody has a song or testimony. We'll look at these preachers. We got one over here and got a bunch over here. And uh, don't know who might feel like preaching, but uh, whoever God's uh, given a message, if he's given it to someone, sure will be glad for you to come and follow the Lord. Just preach whatever's on your heart, whichever one of you feels like that. Just mind the Lord. I, I don't feel God pushing me to preach. I, uh, I studied some day and enjoyed it. And uh, some things that I've been studying for a while, I've come across them and enjoyed them. But I don't feel a nudge to try to preach tonight, so maybe it's somebody else's time. If it is, certainly feel the liberty, feel the liberty to come. And you guys got anything? Jordan's coming through really to pray for him.
thankful to be here this evening. Thankful we can feel the Lord. and um, I've got a, something on my heart here this evening, so you pray for me. Um, these are some things I've been studying for a little bit, and the Lord's really blessed me to study on them, and uh, I'm glad when um, He allows us to preach a little bit on them, so you pray. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip around a few times, which I guess you're all kind of used to that. Um, I'm going to be reading in Jeremiah, and uh, I might go to a couple other spots, but um, right now I'd, I want to uh, start over in uh, chapter 17, and starting with verse uh, 7. So in 17 and 7, in Jeremiah it says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be, shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall she cease from yielding fruit. And... Uh, as I was reading this, I, I got that image so deeply ingrained in my mind. I was really enjoying it when the Lord showed it to me. Um, just that little bit uh, about that tree. And uh, I was thinking about the things I've noticed in my own life, um, trying to make things grow and keep things alive as far as plants go. And uh, I noticed that uh, I think everybody knows California is always in a drought. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that. I've never seen them in a good time. And uh, I've noticed that when you go out there, it's very brown. And it's very hard for their wildlife. And it's very hard for their people. And it's very hard in general. And uh, I was thinking about that. And uh, it reminded me of how many times in life I'll be surrounded by a hard situation. How life will always seems like it's just dark and gloomy and gray and uh, no life to it. But I'm glad that it says... For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. Always, always got something to drink when you're with the Lord. And it goes on, it says, And that spreadeth out her roots by the river. <laughs> I'm glad that when I got saved, God gave me a plot of ground right next to his river flowing steady in a ground that I could deeply put my roots into. Something I could bring a foundation into my life that was worth taking hold of. And uh, I thought about uh, that little bit, and as it goes on, it says, uh, when he, and, and it shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall, stay, shall be green, and shall not be careful in the years of drought. I'm glad when I got saved, I never had to worry anymore about where my next meal was coming from. I never had to worry where that next drop of water was going to enter at. It has been flowing ever since I got up from my bed and got saved. And I'm glad that when God saved me, uh, you know, He didn't just allow me to soak it up for myself, but it says in that next little bit, it says, uh, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Uh, I'm glad that people are able to enjoy what I've got. And people can see what I have. And as long as I allow God to, to feed me from that stream, that everlasting water, I can allow others to feed off of what I have. And I'm glad that the Lord made it that way because that means we each have a part in it. 
Everybody, no exemptions. We all have a place and a point to play in this world. We've got a, a place in God's army. We've got a, a place in God's church. And uh, if we're not bringing forth the fruit we're supposed to, we're not doing our job. And we're not feeding our people. You know, I, I go back, you know, you guys know how I am with uh, nature. I love it. Um, you know, if, if plants aren't producing, uh, wildlife die. And when wildlife die, there's nothing left. Uh, they all have a piece to play off each other. If you're not producing fruit, your people are dying. You're not doing them any good. Where are they going to get their meal from if you're not giving it to them? You know, I always thought about that. You know, my mom and dad and my grandparents always brought me to church. And I hated it as a kid. I thought, why do we got to go to that place again? Why do we got to show up there again? Don't they know i got better things to do? But I'm glad that they brought me next to the water so that eventually that little acorn of a boy could be planted and become a good tree in solid foundation. They didn't allow me to be planted in ground that was dirty, ground that was nasty and dry, but they gave me good ground to grow up in. And it's because of the church that they brought me to. And most importantly, it's because of the Lord and Jesus Savior. <laughs> I tell you, that is the best thing you can do for your families. When you bring them to church, you allow them the opportunity to have a better outcome. You say, well, preacher, I know people have been saved that didn't come to church or didn't grow up in church. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you make it easier for them. You ever seen somebody try to grow something in ground that's okay? It's, a, it's hard work. It's hard. And if you want to uh, put yourself in that situation and, you, and your family and your friends in that situation, you're just making it harder on them. Yeah. The world will beat them down. The world will take everything from them and it will leave them with nothing. And it won't even bat an eye when it does it. That's just the way they are. But I'm glad that in God's church, they didn't ever strip me of anything. They always just keep giving and giving. The fruit is always hanging low and easy to reach. As long as you stick around the Lord, as long as you dwell in Him, the fruit is always there. The water is always there. The shade from that tree is there. The comfort and the refuge is there. I, I love that verse, but in that first uh, verse of 7, it says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. I'm glad that uh, I don't just have trust in Him. I've got hope in Him. I'm glad that uh, when God saved me, He gave me a hope and a promise that I know I can rely on. There's a lot of things I don't have a lot of faith in. I don't have a lot of faith in so many things. But I'm glad I've got a lot of faith in that. Yeah. I'm glad that when I got saved, that hope became reality for me. That that mansion didn't seem so distant anymore. It seemed like it was very obtainable. And the longer I've lived and the closer I've got to the Lord, the more I've found that it's not just obtainable, it's mine. God blessed me when I got saved to enter His family. I'm not a stepchild. I'm a child of the King. I'm not a, an orphan, but I've been found to be in that family. When you look at my name in the family tree, I'm right there with them. And I'm thankful for that. Thankful for that. God gave me everything the day He saved me. And uh, as it goes on, I want, to, I want to get to some of these other verses here, but as it goes on in 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? 
I, I tell you, if you, if you let your, your, your heart grow up in a world that's uh, not fit for it, it'll turn it in a way that's sickening. Um, I've known a lot of good people, and I thought, why in the world would they do some of the things they're doing? Why would they commence and uh, do this and do that? I tell you what, we're flesh and bones. Yeah, I love what Ecclesiastes says. It says, we're no better than the beasts of the earth. It's the truth. There's not a, any one of us is better than the animals running around, you know, <laughs> bedding in the ground. Uh, it's sad to say, but that's just the truth. But what separates us is our opportunity with Christ. When you get saved, you can allow Him to make that heart that is worldly and nasty and turn it into something that's great, something that's worthwhile, something that's pure, something that has a tug every once in a while when you go to do something bad, something that will direct you in the right portion of your life that needs to be. And uh, as it goes on, it says, I, the Lord, searcheth the heart. I try the reins. Let me get, get my page flipped here. I don't want to read it without saying the right thing. It says, reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. And uh, I've heard people say before they said, well, doesn't that mean it's just the works of, you know, if I, if I put enough time in the church, if I give enough money, if I do this, if I do that, that's what it's talking about. Salvation doesn't have a part. I'm, I'm telling you, the greatest work you can ever do in your life is step out for Christ. The greatest work you can ever do is say, Lord, here I am. Lord, let me be your servant. You do that work, nothing else matters. That's the work he's looking for. And what it's talking about right here is saying, you know, giving the work, trying the reins. Uh, he's testing us daily. He's giving us something to do daily. And what's your work? Uh, he's going to pay you for. And uh, as it goes on, it says, uh, according to the fruit of his doings. If you're not doing the work and you're not putting the effort, uh, God's not going to pay you the blessings. I'm telling you, I don't know of an employer that pays its employees to do nothing. Uh, you know, there's times I think uh, I, I don't have a lot to do during the day, but I still have to do something to get paid at work naturally. But when God's involved, if you want to get paid, you have to do the work. You have to step out when He asks you to. You've got to testify when He asks you to. You've got to sing when He says so. And you've got to do it humbly and with a gracious heart. Because God didn't have to ask you to do it. He didn't have to. I think sometimes God didn't have to ask me to preach. And when I got that into my heart, I thought, Lord, thank you. Thank you for my part that I have in the church. Thank you for the part I have in this world. When you start looking at things in a different perspective, they make a little more sense. Stop saying, well, God's made me do that and God's making me do this. Start saying, God's allowed me to do this. God's allowed me to do that. When you talk like that, your heart, I tell you, it'll pour out with blessings and joy and, and love that the Lord will give you. And uh, as it goes on, I'm going to read this last little bit here. It says, As the partridge sitteth on an egg, and hatcheth them not, so he that getteth riches, and not by right, shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. I tell you, it's, it's not much clearer than that. How sad it is sometimes when you see people, they put all, all they have into their jobs. They put all they have into their careers. They, they spend more time at work than they do anywhere else. 
And they think it's going to get them somewhere. They think it's going to allow them to buy things that will make them this much happier and this much more on a pedestal. And it never does. I've never met one person that's truly been satisfied. You show me a man who works a career with God's guidance, and you know he may be elevated in his career where we think he's up here. I guarantee you he'll be happier than the man that's even higher than he is. If you want to be happy, you've got to follow the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you, I, I told my wife, I said it, it hit me one time when I was younger. I thought, Lord, I don't care if I'm a trash man or if I'm a doctor. As long as you're there, I know I'll be happy. It doesn't matter, you know. In our eyes, we see those as two different things, but as long as you got the Lord, you're rich. Amen. You've got everything you need. You've got so much more than everybody else that doesn't have that. And I was thinking a little bit about that today and how sad it is when I see a lot of our youth, they want to dwell into this or that. Well, folks, Lord, lean on the Lord and He'll direct you where you need to go. He'll tell you if you need to go to college. He'll tell you who to marry. He'll tell you what to do with this and that. God's good and His arm is not shortened. He will be able to take care of everything that you want Him to. And I say that that way because... You've got to want to let Him to do it. And uh, I, I tell you, God's been good this evening. Uh, I, don't, I want to read one little bit here. It's over in Micah. We kind of studied on this last, last night in our Bible study, but uh, I feel like it's, it's something I need to bring up. And this is over in chapter 5. This is down in chapter 5, verse 13. And, it's, and he's talking about uh, you know, things he's going to cut you off from. And it says, Thy graven images also I will cut off, and thy standing images out of the midst of thee. And thou shalt no more worship the work of thine hands. And uh, that's just what I was preaching about. God doesn't want what you're wanting to get to do as far as with your hands, what you think you can build. What, and what He's asking you to do is to follow Him and let Him allow you to build something better. You know, how many times, have I said it, I've said it a million times, I'd say, have we seen people time and time again put all their treasure in the world? They put it all in there. For some reason, I don't know why, but they want to throw all of it in there. And it's no different than what the Bible says when we throw those gems and treasures and pearls into the pig pen just to be stomped on. The world does not care what you're giving it. But what I will say is, God cares what you're giving the world. And you say, well, what do you mean? What I'm saying is, we have something so wonderful in Jesus Christ that we can give back to these people. That we, we can give to them and that it can change their lives. You know, when you get saved, it's not something that just shows up and is gone and it's only good for a few days. It sticks with you from everlasting to everlasting because that's how big my God is. My God was there at the foundation of the earth. He'll be there after it's long gone. And uh, you want to put stock in something, that's way better than anything you're going to find on the NASDAQ report. I'm telling you, folks, God is good and God is able and uh, if you want to get saved, God will save you. If you want to get out of the spot you're in, God will help you out of there. If you've got a struggle, if you've got a trial, God will help you with it. 
I mean, by, by golly, he, he sees the storm that was going across the sea when the disciples were out there. I mean, he healed the blind, made the lame to walk, and he saved a wretch like me. God can do anything. And he's proven it time and time again. If you want, you can believe whatever comes up here. You know, I, I, I love junk food. And uh, I tell you, when I ingest it, I notice it changes my body. If you want to throw junk into your mind and into your heart, your body will become junk. But if you keep filling it with that precious stream that I was talking about, that stream that's flowing by that, that wonderful tree that is you, and you want to absorb that, you will bear good fruit, and your people will rejoice in it, and your people will be able to take from it. I tell you, that's, that's all I've got. I don't feel like giving an invitation, but we're thankful to be here this evening, and thankful for what the Lord gave us. Say amen to the message. I appreciate it. I appreciate Brother Jordan. And uh, that message had a lot of clarity to it, had a lot of directions in it, and summed things up real simple. And Brother Jordan came across this many times. I want to just say it from my guess in my own words. And he preached this and, and made so many points. If you want to be happy and you want to help somebody, Follow the Lord and let Him guide you and let Him lead you and build something with Him in the arrangement instead of trying to build it on your own. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, that's a, that's a great uh, lesson and a blessing of life uh, to do it God's way. And so I'm glad to be here tonight. Like I say, appreciate that message. Now, if you've got something on your heart to say, somebody might have a testimony. And uh, maybe you've uh, been in a spot Maybe not quite where you should be with the Lord. And uh, maybe he wants you to say something about that. Maybe you've moved up and uh, you started doing it the right way again as uh, Jordan has preached. Uh, God might want you to share that. You might need to tell it. Anybody's got something on your heart or a song sang or whatever you've got, anything at all, you're welcome. Not pretty soon come close. Let me let me repeat this, and everybody here knows this. And we're going to uh, pretty soon put it on one call, but uh, we decided on our New Year's Eve service uh, to just have one service on New Year's Eve. That's on Thursday, uh, New Year's Eve Thursday, and uh, we're going to start at six o'clock, and uh, just have the one service. And when we get done, go home. Let's really pray for that service. We also, along with that, decided not to have that Wednesday night service uh, next to New Year's Eve. So that'll, that'll be canceled. So spread the word on that. Like I said, we're going to put that on one call some anyway. But uh, let's really pray for that service and, uh, and the services in between likewise. But uh, just let people know that. Okay. Anything else before we come to a close? Pray for John Cathy. Yeah, certainly do that. They've been dealing with COVID, as I understand it, and uh, I really pray for them. Okay. If 
nothing else. Everybody say, please stand. And uh, we'll ask Brother Neil over here, the third. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for we're just so thankful for the opportunity to be in the house, Lord. And just ask you to go with us, help everybody stay safe, and uh, just uh, be praying for the services coming up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.